Hi, welcome to The Flow. I am your host, Helena, and today's topic is, should you pray for your mate? Now, when I say pray for your mate, I'm in essence speaking of praying to receive a mate. Um, I remember growing up, I had an auntie who I came downstairs one day and caught her at what we had was the altar in our house. This was a designated place where we as a family gathered to pray. And in the middle of the night, I heard some noise. So I went downstairs and I saw her at the altar praying uh, that the Lord would uh, give her a Pacific man. Now, in my head, there were several reasons why she shouldn't be praying for that particular man, and I'll just leave it at that. So, in my head, I thought, you know, you are definitely praying amiss. There's no way God is going to grant you that request. Um, and I tapped her on the shoulder and told her so. Um, Of course, um, you know, as my aunt, she did not appreciate that. But um, I still stand on the fact that I was right. Hello. Um, And what I said. So that brings me to our question for the evening. As single men and women, uh, should we be praying for particular people? to become part of our lives should we be praying that the Lord send us a mate Um, is that something that uh, we as Christians should be doing so I can only speak for myself and I can clearly tell you that I do not pray um, for me do not pray that the Lord would send um, me a particular person. Um, I have one person who I adore dearly and would love to be um, in a good relationship with that individual. But And we're prayer partners, but I cannot... Um, Pray that the Lord would send him as my mate or my husband. I personally can't. Now, I know there are a lot of women who have different ways that they ask the Lord for a particular person. Some people pray for that particular person. Lord, uh, get so-and-so ready for me. Uh, help me and so-and-so to get along better. So, bless our relationship. Uh, Help us to get to help him to see that I'm the one for him. You know, um, for me, it was a lesson learned. I can't say I always had this idea of not praying that the Lord would send us a mate or send me a mate or that I would be with a particular person. Uh, prior to me getting married, um, I, when I met my husband, um, ex-husband, I'm sorry. Uh, I remember praying to the Lord about 
our relationship. I remember um, asking the um, prophetess who came in, um, did she think that uh, this was the one? Um, (laughs) She asked me, well, what do you think? Um, And then she actually was the one who um, helped me with the concept of not praying for the individual to come into my life. Um, And we'll get back into that. But I remember praying and because it was something I wanted, you know, we often say, you know, the Lord told me you're my husband or the Lord told me this and that. And if we got to be 100% honest, nine times out of ten, he's not saying any of that. It's just a desire that we want, right? And so we put a God handle on it to make it um, suitable. Uh, when I look back at the relationship that I had with my ex-husband prior to us getting married, we were already living in sin and doing things that we shouldn't do. So there's no way I personally felt like um, God was saying anything in reference to us out, outside of stop doing what you're doing, right? <laughs> but, you know, we felt like this was who we were supposed to do. And that's the relationship or the conversation, I'm sorry, that me and him probably had between each other. I feel like you're the one. I feel like God is telling us we should do this. And, and the reality of it is it was probably just guilt and us trying to get out of what we were in, the situation we were in, and making it less guilt-filled. And otherwise, in other words, grown folks, we were shacking and living together and having premarital relations. And the reality is we probably were just trying to make it legal um, by putting a God handle on it. And so we got married. But, I mean, even our marriage was like shotgun wedding. No, I wasn't pregnant. But, you know, we were living together. And and it's, it's really funny now, but not. And our church was hosting, church I used to go to, was hosting a convention that year. And they did not want word to get out that the evangelist was sleeping with a man and living with a man and you know people were already talking in our church um so to beat the rumor literally uh my pastor at the time picked us up on we were you know scheduled to work the convention so i had on i was working in the kitchen so I had on a t-shirt and a broom skirt, you know, some sneakers. I wasn't really dressed for service. I was dressed to work in the kitchen. And it was four other guys, you know, three musicians that would include my husband and then the pastor. So my wedding consisted, we pulled over to an empty church, which is one of the second church that we had at the time, pulled over to that church. Uh, all of us got out, went inside, and then I was like, why are we coming here? Like, we're going to be late. Um, because that church was in Connecticut, and the church where the convention was was in Mount Vernon. So I'm like, why are we stopping here? And so I figured we had to pick up some things to take with us. And I remember Pastor walking us all to the altar and 
And I'm like, wait, what? And he just started the ceremony. And I was sitting there like a deer caught in the headlights, like, what is going on here? I looked up and he's, to this day, I remember him repeating the vows and the ceremony and, and me just looking around at people's faces and as he was saying do you take this person to be your lawful wedded wife and or repeating I so and so take her blah 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 you know the groom was nervous and uh, vocals shaking uh, the two who I call maid of honor and best man <laughs> both being males we're looking at each other like they getting married. And the pastor was crying as he was deliberating the wedding. And I'm just staring like, is this for real or is this a joke? Like, what is going on? Like, we didn't have any rings. I mean, we had planned to get married, but we were unsure. So we were taking our time. I was hoping that the um, that the uh, time would run out on the um, license when we were just about to run out of time on our license. So there was no plan. There was no ring. We hadn't set a date or anything. So I'm like, is this for real? I know we didn't have rings. I thought maybe maybe he planned it. No, it was the pastor. The pastor had married us. He bought us rings and everything. Married us, put us in a car, and then went to convention. And introduced us as husband and wife. And so, um, that experience taught me, uh, one, to watch what you pray for. Because you just might get it. <laughs> um, when it comes to human I just don't believe that praying for another human to belong to you is a proper prayer. Not saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying that's my hang up. I don't think that it's right for me to ask God to give me another human being. It's almost in my head in the form of slavery. Now, when it comes to what I want in a mate, I... You know, I used to hear women talking about their list of things they want. And I have a list as well. Things they want in a man and so on and so forth. Uh, different standards that he should have. You know, must love the Lord, must be praying, must have a job, must have worth ethics, must have family. I didn't used to have a list until after I got divorced. Now my list, I used to, I used to get on the women that I mentored about their long, drawn-out list. And, like, you're never going to get a man like that. Uh, but now my list is just as long because I've learned um, in order to coexist, some things have to be equally yoked. They have to be compatible. And so when it comes to a mate in my prayer life, now, I'm a prayer warrior. So I believe in the power of prayer. And I believe when you pray that 
your prayers can be answered. Now, sometimes your prayers are answered based on the mere fact that you are diligent with God. He said, I will give you the desires of your heart. Um, And if you meet those requirements, he will give you the desires of your heart. But that's because it's your heart's desire doesn't always mean that it it's what God has for you. But giving us our heart's desire is part of his promise to us. So he gives that to us when we are um, in good standing with him, when we follow protocol to that promise. So I don't pray for an individual. I, I will ask the Lord to guide me um, to what I think I need in my list. Because when I first started before marriage with my quote-unquote list, love the Lord was first thing on the list. That was it. As long as he loved the Lord, it was good. I had to be a church guy. And my husband was a church guy. But he was also a lot of other things. He also lacked a lot of other things, myself included. And so I've learned to expand my list. And not according to what I think I need. That's when my prayer request goes into God. Show me, Lord, what it is I need. Because most of the times, you know, what I think I want and what God wants for me are two different things. And me and God are not always on the same page. And sometimes I have to ask the Holy Spirit to guide me to where it is God wants me to be. Let me give you an example. Um, You know, I would pray that the person would be a God-fearing person, that he would love the Lord, um, that he was um, affectionate. Um, But in some worlds, affectionate means obsession. They're always there, always underneath you. And that technically is not me. It's not going to work in my household you know, time and place where I, you need your cuddle time and you want to be up under your boob. And then there's time when you just want to be by yourself. And if you have a mate that doesn't understand, I need my me time, then there's always conflict when you take it. Always thinks that, oh, you want to be away from me because this is something about me you don't like. When not understanding that's not the case, it's just the fact that I need my space. Let me have my space. So when we come together, it's even that more exciting. Um, So I had to learn to seek God uh, for the revelation of my own self. So another thing when it comes to uh, praying for your mate, um, you know, sometimes we see something that we think is for us and I'll use my marriage for an example I when we decided that we would no longer 
we weren't compatible for each other to face that truth and we had this conversation before he left me that you know we're not right for each other right and the and then we look back on how we got married and why we got married and we came to a realization that maybe perhaps there is someone out there who is right for you and we're blocking from them getting you by remaining in what we know to be wrong what we know should not have happened in the first place and so sometimes we when we attach ourselves to other people maybe that person is not designed for you so who are we to ask God to give us something that belongs to someone else uh wasting years of precious time that either one of us could have been having with the right person so for me you know it's hard for me now to connect with someone because I'm always reminded that I wasted 14 years or I spent I shouldn't say the word wasted it's so harsh so I spent 14 years with the wrong person Imagine if 14 years, bliss years with the right person and what that would have been like. Yes, I learned great lessons. Yes, in all of the turmoil that I had to go through, I literally learned how to be a better wife in the midst of it all. I just could not be a better wife for him um, because there was nothing about me (laughs) that uh, would satisfy his manhood and I'm not talking in the bedroom because he was satisfied there let me just say that grown folks um, but mentally and his ego his manly ego part of him that made him alpha there was nothing about me that was compatible for that or that was conducive for that for him And I knew that. I saw that. And, you know, as much as I could complain about, you know, the cheating and the things that he wouldn't do, there are things about me that weren't great as well. Um, And some days you can see that the incompatibility, I wasn't just being broken down. He was. And regardless to what the relationship is like, when you are in partnership with someone, when you are close to someone, uh, when you are with someone every day, to see them being broken down, you you don't want to see that. So, um, yeah. So we can't pray with the Lord give me so and so because so and so might belong to somebody else. God may have somebody else suited and designed and made specifically for that individual, right? Now, I must admit, lately I've been very torn with one individual in my life. And like I said, 
he's a prayer partner and I would never pray to God to give us each other right but in my attempts to you know move on with my life um, every time the Lord does speak concerning him and I'm I'm not sure about how that is or why that is. So if you're out there listening and uh, you have a clue why the Lord would keep telling me, stay by this man's side. And, and we're not a couple. We're actually prayer partners. And we are dynamic as prayer partners. You know you are, you have a good prayer partner when you call your prayer partner and you say, pray for such and such. This is happening. I need your prayers right now. And you two agree to pray. And moments afterwards, you can see the results of that. It's like that all the time. Never miss. Never a miss on both sides. It's never a miss. Um, And it may be the reason why we are still connected to each other. Because when you have that kind of spiritual connection, you don't want to release that. You don't want to let that go. We've always agreed to be prayer partners and to be friends. So that's not an issue with us. But there is a part of us that loves each other too. But there's no relationship. And oftentimes, you know, I've started off by saying, well, I'll wait until you're ready. And then I'll say, well, I'm getting older. I can't sit around and wait for you. But then that's when I'll hear the voice of the Lord. And it's not saying relationship. It's just saying, don't walk away from him. I don't know what that means. Because I feel like, you know, when you really, (laughs) I'm making my own self laugh because I just gave myself the answer. But anyway, I'm going to say it anyway. So, you know, when we really want to either walk away or walk into something we always use that same line you know the blessings of the lord maketh rich and adds no sorrow and that's what i always say to the lord when i'm when i'm battling between this individual and i always say well lord you said the blessings of the lord maketh rich and adds no sorrow i'm sad so this can't be of you and then um and oftentimes I will hear God say, I, I understand what I'm saying. And I'm sure you do. But again, some days you just want God to be absolutely clear. Anyway, back to the subject at hand. I'm sorry I went all the way left for a few minutes, but I'm back. So as it relates to praying. So what then should we pray for? Again, pray for guidance as to what it is you should be looking for. Another thing that I pray for is, Lord, make me ready. But the Bible says a man that findeth a wife finds a good thing. So I'm 100% in my belief that somewhere out there he's looking for or looking at me. And when he's looking, God, I need him to see me as ready. Uh, I think it was T.D. Jakes 
who says, you know, the man that finds a wife, the Bible says the man that finds a wife didn't say a girlfriend, a boo, or whatever. So when a man is looking for a wife, he's looking for wife material. I want him to see me as that when he's searching. So that's one of the things I pray for. Lord, let me be wife material. And let me help some of you on that who feel like you're already there. So I was already a wife, right? And so when I started this journey of what to ask for when it comes to a mate, um, I'm already wife material. Matter of fact, I don't know how to not be a wife. That was my lingo. That's why I used to tell God, I'm already wife material. I was already a wife. But no, I was in the role of a wife, but I wasn't a... There were still parts of me that were lacking. So I had to ask the Lord to uh, fill those empty voids. And I didn't go to other wives and just be like, oh, teach me how to do this and that and other. I observe that there are some people who are looking at them from where I stand are great examples of a Christian wife. I look at a lot of first ladies because, you know, they constantly have to share their um, husbands. And growing up, you always have certain types of first ladies. You either had to have that very quiet one that just sat there with the hat on, didn't say nothing or do anything, just look pretty. Or you had that one who was in everything, the mean, cantankerous one, that one. Those are the only two examples that we had growing up. Lately, I've seen women who are, you know, maintaining who they are as women and in their business world and maintaining their role as the wife. I'm not going to put first lady in the stands because that's nothing. That's something we made up. But maintaining a role as a wife and caregiver to that husband, um... And doing it with grace. And for me, that means there may be problems, there may be turmoil, but they're handling it with grace. You don't see everything that they've gone through play out in the sanctuary. You see what I'm saying? So, first ladies I watch. There are some people who I watch um, as they, you know talk about the things they do, whether it's fixing meals. Um, There's one sister who, by the name of Mietta Stancil, I think that she's one of the greatest wives that I know. Um, The way that she maintains a whole group, her family, her grandkids, her mom, her husband, and everything is already in order. She's not fussing to get it done or everything. I mean, things are meals are prepared in advance and everything is even if she's not present in the home the husband is taken care of um it's such a good karamity between the two of them it's just a beautiful union so big ups to the Faraz. y'all are amazing um so uh follow suit look at other women find out what it is and you know you better than anybody else. When you know you are lacking in certain areas, 
I have a mouth, and I have to tell the Lord to fix my mouth because I don't want to damage another man. I don't want to break down another man. It's my job to be a helpmate, to lift him up, to build him up, to make sure that he has everything prepared for him so that he can do what's necessary for us. Um, I should be there uh, when he gets home to massage him, to feed him, whatever it is that he needs, and I need to have that mindset. Um, without feeling like I'm going to lose myself in a process. So those are the things um, that we ask for. I'm going to continue this. Um, again, if you have any other suggestions on what we should be praying for as we are waiting for our mates to come, let me know. Uh, send your comments in and I will call you in and have you do an interview with me live if you want, or I'll mention your questions or comments in our next um, viewing. I know it's been a minute since you've heard me, but again, welcome to the flow. Again, my name is Helena, and it's been a pleasure. God bless you.